Get ready for truth and transparency from an ocean of liberal tears. Welcome to the Blue Shark Show with your host, Mike Lang. Welcome back to another show. We have Constable Precinct 2 of Hood County, Constable John Shirley. Great to have you here, John. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Election results, the election runoff, and the election fallout of what's going to happen over the next few years. Let's first take a look at the election results. We've got 46,638 voters in Hood County that are registered to vote, and we had 12,157 voters that actually voted in the primary, which is 26%, which is actually pretty good throughout the state. So Hood County, you came out to vote. I'd like to see more, but still we did a good job. Let's start with District Judge, 355th Judicial District. Judge Brian Bufkin and Judge Vincent Messina. Judge Bufkin, 61.38%, and Judge Messina, 38.62%. What do you think of that? Well, I think uh, out of the gate, it tells me that incumbents, especially well-known incumbents in Hood County, had a rough night on election night. And uh, to me, uh, Vincent Messina is such a well-known name in this community, not only from his public service, but also his, you know, endeavors in private business. For him to, to come out and really only show a 40% showing is kind of a repudiation, I would think, out of the gate um, for what we could, what is really considered maybe the, the premier uh, race of the night. Yeah, it, you know, but it also goes to show that when you put in the work, you get out there in front of the people and you have those important one-on-one discussions, it does pay off. Elections have consequences, and if you don't put in the work, then those consequences may not fall in your favor. And we had 10,592 voters that voted in that race, and 6,501 voted for Bufkin, and 4,091 voted for Messina. And you're right, Courtney, we had, you know, I saw Brian Bufkin out there working, knocking doors, standing at the polls. And there is, you know, that's that part of the puzzle that I speak about. And that's a huge part when you go out and talk to voters. And then when you're standing at the polls, they come out and say, hey, I talked to you at my house. They remember those conversations. Some people, they blow it off. They don't think it's really that big of a deal and it doesn't matter that much, but it really does make a difference. And, you know, Judge Bufkin, he's been a part of this community. He grew up here with his family, and the the community members, they know him. They know him personally, and they know what kind of person he is, and he's had the opportunity to serve as our district judge now for a little while, so he has record to back up how he's going to be as a judge, and I think that worked in his favor as well. And one last thing, uh, I want to say I've been very impressed with how quickly Judge Bufkin has stepped out to to really embrace the community and become just, I mean, Judge Walton is a, you know, stalwart member of this uh, community, and he's an icon. And to see uh, Judge Bufkin step out so quickly and fill those shoes so well is really encouraging. Exactly, and congratulations to Judge Bufkin. Let's move on to the county court at law judge. We had Richard Haddix, and we had Shelley Fowler O'Toole, and Richard Haddix was at 57.15%. And Shelly O'Toole was at 42.85%. So, you know, you're looking at maybe 1,500 to 2,000 vote difference between the two. And that's a big total, 10,694 votes for both of them. Yeah, a lot of people voted in that uh, race. And, you know, 
Again, Haddock's came out on the winning side of that, which I'm grateful for. He has a record serving as our DA. He has a lot of community service, very involved in the community, he has a servant's heart, and I think it's uh, worked in his favor for this election. Um, I think he's going to do a great job as our county court at law judge, and I can't wait to see what he does. I wasn't here then, but, you know, this really was kind of the, the grudge match uh, from, yeah. from, from years back. It was interesting to see these two individuals, how their different careers took uh, diverging paths after their first meeting uh, in the Bobby Woods case from 20-something years ago. And for them to come back now as seasoned, uh, both of them attorneys, um, it was neat to see the dynamics of that race. And honestly, it was, uh, it was interesting also to see the people in Hood County who aren't here or who haven't been here for a long time, they had to really come up to speed quickly on these two candidates. And so um, I think Haddix did a great job of getting his word out, as did Shelly O'Toole, honestly. And I think we really saw a, a toe-to-toe match. And at the end of the day, obviously, Haddix took it. But, uh, but my hat's off to him. They both put in, obviously put in the work. And I was very encouraged to see a, a race where both parties really put in the work for the job. That was probably the toe-to-toe race of the cycle Mm -hmm. and both of them did a good job there was a little bit of mudslinging but you know (laughs) throughout this whole campaign process but we really got to know uh richard haddocks he came in for an interview as did many of the winners and uh explained you know all about him and what he was about and he's going to be a great county court at law judge and congratulations to Richard Haddix. Yeah and when you you mentioned mudslinging it's important to note I think that Richard Haddix ran a very clean campaign and he stood on his principles and values and his record so when we we talk about the mudslinging it definitely wasn't coming from Haddix's campaign he ran a very clean campaign that I think is uh, very respectable and a lot of members of the community could respect that as well. You know mudslinging it's it's a term everyone (laughs) wants to throw out and it's a term that nobody wants to embrace, right? Nobody likes mudslinging in elections. To me, mudslinging has a definite definition, though. Pointing out somebody's record, pointing out things they did publicly um, is not mudslinging. It's merely showing a record and showing someone's history. Mudslinging is when you are using pejoratives to attack somebody, a lot of times untruthfully. You know, when, when you're calling out somebody's record, yeah, that's accountability. You right. call out somebody's record, especially if they've been elected before. That's nothing but accountability and truth, and you're right. It is not mudslinging, but as we go on with these races, we'll bring a little bit more of that mudslinging. Um, but let's move to the county judge. You know, We had four people in the county judge spot. We had Kelly Van Buren, Ron Massengale, Mark Jackson, and Mark Shackelford. And this is one of the spots that we're going to have a runoff in. We had 10,677 people vote in this race. Judge Maskell had 4,806 votes for 45%. The next closest person to him was Mark Shackelford, 27.87%, with just shy of 3,000 voters. So that is going to be the race moving forward, along with one of the JP races. But this is going to be a pretty big judge race. I think there's no doubt it's going to be a big judge race. And uh, if I were a Judge Maskell, I'd be a little bit nervous. Um, as an incumbent, even with uh, that many challengers, if you can only garner 45%, you've got a long road ahead of you. Um, that's 5% may not seem a lot to people who aren't familiar with politics or elections, but gaining 5% of the electorate in a 90-day period is a tall order. So his, uh, his work cut out for him, and I wish him luck. 
when you talk about accountability here, this, this plays into that. I think a lot of people, you know, it seems like maybe for some it's a forgotten memory, but for many of us here locally, we have not forgotten the lockdowns. We haven't forgotten the businesses that were lost because of those lockdowns. And we haven't forgotten that Judge Massengill was a big part of that because we had to get that federal money, but at what cost, at what price did our community pay for that? And, you know, the voters haven't forgotten, and it'll be interesting to see how this race plays out. Please go back and watch the previous Blue Shark Show videos on Judge Ron Massengale and during the COVID situation, and even go to the Hood County YouTube page and watch those during 2020, 2021, where they talk about the money, they talk about the shutdowns, and see how the county judge acts and reacts to people and judge for yourself. And I think a lot of people did, and that's why that 45% was there. Yeah, when you go back and you look at how he treated some of the citizens that were addressing the commissioner's court back then, because they were upset, and rightfully so. You know, they were their businesses, their livelihood was being threatened by these shutdowns. And when they went to commissioner's court to voice their concerns, they were not received with very welcome open arms. Irresponsibility and uh, bad behavior has consequences. And, and I look at this 45%, and there's no doubt in my mind that a lot of those voters who didn't turn out for him that day or who voted for somebody else were because of his bad attitude, his bad behavior, and his bad actions, is what, what I consider his bad actions as a public servant from that dais every two weeks. And we'll see. We'll see what the voters come out and do. Um, we'll see where Mark Jackson and Kelly Van Buren's people, what side they vote on, if they vote at all. So this will be a very interesting race with Mark Shackelford clearly being on the side of, you know, no closures, standing for the Constitution, no mandates, from masks to everything else. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, if you want a strong conservative leader that is going to stand in the gap for the citizens and block them and protect them from unconstitutional mandates like we saw during COVID, Mark Shackelford is definitely the guy to cast your vote for. And let's look and see what they say. You know, let's look and see what the judge, Judge Massagill says and what Mark Shackelford says and moving forward during this runoff period. It's a clear it's a clear race. You fall down on one side or the other. The only way that someone is unsure about this race is because they've chosen to be uninformed. If you inform yourself, the race is clear. Let's move on to the county clerk race, which to me was one of the most surprising races of the evening where Katie Lang Aaron Ellis, Michelle Carew, and Becky Swindle um, were all competing in this race, and Katie had 61.39%, and the next one closest to her was Michelle Carew. Aaron Ellis had 13%, and Becky 7%. You have an incumbent that got almost 62% of the vote and just annihilated the other competition. It's really interesting to see this with three other names on the ballot to get that big of a percentage of the vote is really quite a feat. And congratulations to Katie Lang. She obviously put in the work and the voters obviously knew who they were going to be voting for in this race. She clearly deserved the vote that she got and the community spoke. I absolutely agree with that. Also, I think that more than any other countywide race uh, this cycle, I think this is the, ca- the race with the pulse of the voter. This, this, to me, is the race that shows where the Republican voter in Hood County is today. Not 20 years ago, not six months ago, but right now. You had 
two what I would consider pretty well-funded candidates running against her. Um, Katie getting 62% with three other candidates. Those are the kind of numbers that our county judge dreams about at night um, because <laughs> right. he would never get that. This, is, this shows that an incumbent who acts responsibly, does a great job, wins awards for their, for their, uh, for their work, the voters reward that, you know. So any incumbent who's scratching their head wondering why at the end of the night it didn't go their way or why it didn't go as well as they thought, just look to Katie Lang, how she ran her campaign, how she runs herself. Once again, it's it's the benchmark of the night as far as Absolutely. I'm you stand on those Republican Party platforms, you're elected to do a job, and the voters hold you accountable during the election cycle. So as long as you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you are who you say you are, you're standing on those Republican Party values, the Republicans are going to support you, and it's going to show on election day. And we get into the, the people in this race, Aaron, Michelle, and Becky, and Becky, you didn't see much of it all. But uh, Michelle and Aaron seem to run on a kind of a negative platform mm-hmm. against somebody, not necessarily what they're going to do. And I think that had a big effect, the negativity in this race uh, also, because Katie's was pretty positive. Yeah, when you run your campaign on a negative stance like that, you're not really telling the voters what you have to offer them other than bashing another opponent. And that's, that's not going to win you very many votes. So here's another example of kind of the mudslinging you get in some of these campaigns. And it came actually from Hood County Commissioner, Precinct 3, Jack Wilson. So he's not one of the four running. He drives by and Deputy Larry Miller drive right there at the annex. And Katie, Amy, and Judge-elect Haddocks are standing on the corner with their signs. And out of all the class and integrity that he talks about and writes about on Facebook... What does Jack do? He gives all three of them the finger. Now, you know, if he wants to talk in private about certain things or talk with his buddies in private, but you don't give two ladies in the county court at law judge-elect the finger as you're driving by. What kind of integrity is that? Speechless. Character counts. Well, character matters. That was (laughs) on Character matters, Yeah. yeah. That's the kind of character, I guess, that matters. Right. There's, there's no excuse for this behavior. Um, it's shameful. It's disgusting. It's below his office. And I fully expect you to make an apology at the next commissioner's court. They are certainly owed an apology by Commissioner Jack Wilson. You can disagree with policies. You can disagree with the campaign. You can sit there with your buddies and talk in private. But when you do something like that as a sitting commissioner, if I went up to talk to commissioner's court, and I gave all of them the finger, that's not proper decorum in that court setting at that time. And, you know, they wouldn't let me do that, nor would I do that to them. I may pull them aside, and we may get into heated conversation, but Jack does owe an apology to all three of those people. And I don't know if you need to get your anger issues fixed, but please do something so you don't embarrass Hood County in that manner again. So congratulations to Katie Lang, County Clerk. Let's move on to Commissioner Precinct 2, which is Ron Cotton, the sitting commissioner at this time, and the commissioner-elect, Nanette Samuelson. It was 53.85% for Nanette and 46.15% for Ron Cotton with a total of 3,170 votes. So that was fairly close compared to the rest of the races, but this was mainly... You know, a precinct two race, so it wasn't countywide. Right. 
So the numbers are going to be a little bit lower. Uh, what do you think about this race? I am happy for Nanette, the first elected female commissioner to serve in Hood County Commissioner's Court. That is awesome and something to be very proud of. And I think once again, we have, you know, a race where you see someone who's been elected as a Republican to hold up these Republican Party values to represent the county as a Republican that didn't hold up their end of the deal, and they've suffered the consequences at, on Election Day. And now we've got uh, Commissioner-elect Nanette Samuelson, who has been involved in uh, Commissioner's Court, and we, we are very clear on where she stands as uh, Republican and conservative values, and so I'm excited to see how she's going to represent hood county and i believe she's going to just hit the ball out of the park and do a great job well i look at this race um nanette um has stepped out you know well over a year ago um and and volunteered to help the county um when she stepped in and helped with sharon shelander to help them figure out the whole um was it net data and Mm -hmm. and what was the other one tyler tyler did the whole mess with that she stepped up with Sharon Sealander and got involved and applied her expertise in what she didn't get in that, or what she got in that process that she wasn't necessarily expecting is an education on how our government is run, yeah. specifically probably a PhD in Hood County politics. <laughs> and, and I look at this race, and this race to me is, a, is an exact result of the, of the misbehavior of Ron Cotton and um, Ron Massengill on that dais. They inspired, as far as I'm concerned, not speaking for me, not Nanette, they inspired Nanette, from my viewpoint, to take on bad governance in Hood County. And I believe the voters stood behind her. She, she got a train going. Um, she ran a campaign, honestly, like nobody else in this county. And, uh, and if you want to look at an example of what a local campaign looks like, look at Nanette Samuelson. So c- congratulations, Nanette. I'm really glad you won, and I'm looking forward to you joining the court. When you go back to a lot of the Blue Shark shows early on from a year, year and a half ago, uh, you see Nanette up there, and she's featured on her show, speaking mm-hmm. at Commissioner's Court. Um, that deals with the whole county, and that deals with Ron Cotton and some of the issues that Ron had during this whole time um, of basically not being a, a true Republican up there. Right, right. Well, not to mention the fact that he doesn't even fight for his own precinct and, and, and demand that his precinct is treated with the same equality that every other precinct in this county is. Well, we'll be looking for some good things from Nanette Samuelson, and congratulations. Let's move on to County Commissioner Precinct 4. We had Dave Eagle with 61% of the vote, and we had Zach Maxwell with 38% of the vote, with a total of 2,205 votes. Now, this was a very interesting race. (laughs) Yes, it was interesting, to say the least. Um, I'm glad to see that the voters have been paying attention in this race. They have a very constitutional conservative serving them in Precinct 4 as their commissioner, and he's done a great job standing up and fighting for the citizens in his precinct. He's been the minority in the past when it comes to certain things the commissioner court wants to do, and he's been in the trenches for a while now. So he has this record that the citizens can look to to see what he has done for them, how he represents him, and those Republican Party values that he stands on. So it's, once again, paying off at the polls on Election Day, and uh, congratulations, Dave Eagle. Look forward to having you serve Hood County for a few more years. I want to contrast Dave Eagle and Jack Wilson for a second. 
You know, Dave Eagle is treated like the stepchild. Every two weeks, um, he's treated terribly by Ron Ron, not really necessarily Jack per se, but he's treated terribly as far as I'm concerned by those two other commissioners. And he takes it every week, and he comes every week prepared, one of the most, if not the most prepared commissioner. Right. Every single time he puts in the work, he has the good attitude, even though he's treated like trash. Okay? Contrast that. Jack Wilson, he's on the side of, of, of the majority. He throws his weight around on court when he wants to. What does he do whenever he gets a little bit of adversity in an election? He, he you know, throws the finger out in public to other people. That shows a professional versus someone who has no business in that position. And to me, the voters rewarded Dave Eagle. Again, he's controversial, but he's also very open about what he believes in. The voters rewarded him. And as far as Zach Maxwell, I'm just going to shrug my shoulders. i got nothing more to say about that. <laughs> well, and it's not really even, I would say, controversial. It's only controversial because he's an actual Republican, right. and we have other commissioners who aren't. And that's where the controversy comes from. If we had actual real Republicans up there that were going to uphold the constitutional values and Republican values, there wouldn't be any controversy. They would all be on the same page. There's a difference between going to commissioner's court and going to those meetings and being liked by Ron, Ron, and Jack. And then there's a difference between doing what's right and going back out into the public to the people you serve and having 62% of the people say, you're doing a great job. And that's just the voters. So it's it's even higher than that. And I congratulate Dave for what he's done, what he's doing, and what he will be doing in the next four years. Mm-hmm. Justice of the Peace, Precinct 2, we have Jeff Kelly and Judge Martin Castillo. Jeff Kelly came in at 59.91% and Judge Castillo 40.09%. So there's another 60-40 split in this race also. It seems to be pretty much the theme of the night. Yeah, it is. And, you know, with Martin Castillo being the incumbent, how long has he served Hood County? I've heard 16 years. 16, 16 years. years. Yeah, I, knew, I know it's been a while. But, you know, sometimes it's good to just get fresh blood in there and get good ideas, get a different perspective. As a justice of the peace, I think that Jeffrey Kelly is going to do a great job. He definitely earned the vote. And uh, congratulations. Well, I think Jeff Kelly came out of nowhere, you know. A year ago, if someone would have mentioned the name Jeff Kelly, I bet nobody at this table, or two or three of the people at this table, definitely would have known his name. I did know his name a year ago, and I want to say I'm really proud of Jeff. He stepped out. He ran his own campaign. He, t- he took some advice from some people. He applied it, and he built on it, and he ran a great, can- a great race. I think this also kind of speaks to, you know, Martin Castillo, he's a respected judge in the county. There's no doubt about that. You can talk to people inside and outside of the county. He's respected. I think the issue is Martin Castillo's never had to run a real campaign before. He's never had a challenger that he's actually had to run against. And so to me, the trial by fire that you get from running a campaign is like no experience you can get any other way. And Jeff Kelly just outran him. And that's all it comes down to. He did. He outran him. He outworked him. A lot of the incumbents, and I don't know if this is part of, you know, Judge Castillo's, but... A lot of the incumbents think, well, I've been here for so long. I lived here for so long. Everybody knows me. Well, Granberry's changed over the last two decades. And it's not that, you know, good old boy system per se anymore, which we're trying to change. But you've got to work for things. You can't just go out there and say, I'm going to put a few signs up. Everybody knows me. I'm a good person. You may be a good person. I always got along great with Martin. But Jeff Kelly... He worked. Yes. He went out there, knocked doors. He worked. He got with the people. And I think he I think he wanted it more. 
Yeah, when if you're hungry for something and you truly believe you have something to offer this community and it's something that God's laid on your heart, you're going to put in that work. And like you said, trial by fire through a campaign, it is it, there's no better words to describe it. And I speak from experience now. I have a whole new level of appreciation for people that get out there and do the work because it is work. And I keep saying everything is part of that puzzle you're trying to put together. And if you only have one or two pieces, that puzzle's not going to get together. Right. And I think Jeff did what was needed to put that puzzle in the right place and put together. Martin just didn't. I also think that uh, this election is a good uh, benchmark to that the days of being an incumbent and being and hiding or hiding your values and not being outspoken about what you really believe in, those days are over, at least in Hood County. If you're a conservative in this county and you're a Republican in this county and you're running for election or you hold a position of election in this county, you better be outspoken. The people want to know how you feel about everything. They don't care that your position doesn't necessarily touch different aspects of politics. They want to know who you are, what, what really drives you, because that's going to lead exactly to the decisions you make for your job. And who knows at any given time, there may be whether you're a JP, a county clerk, and we've seen it in that race, a commissioner, where that one point in history is where you have to stand up for your values, for the party, for biblical principles if you're a Christian, and that's your time to do it. And if you waste it, then shame on you. Let's move to Justice of the Peace Precinct 3. We've got Michelle London, Wayne Baker, and Stephen Barnett. And Stephen Barnett, 40.8%. 33.5% for Wayne Baker and 25.70% for Michelle London. A total of 2,809 votes. Um, kind of a big surprise for me for Stephen Barnett to jump out to 40% uh, on this race. This race to me, it was, it was a race that was ran so cleanly. You know, all three candidates yeah. acted respectfully, professionally, um, they didn't badmouth each other. They all seemed to get out there and, and work hard. Um, and I think that really just came down to that Barnett did more than everybody else. I, I really think it, it, this is the vote that night was a direct representation of the work he put in. You know, looking at the forums and going to the forums with three, these three candidates, uh, it was refreshing to see all three of them get along like they did. And they pushed their programs, their agendas, and what they wanted to do for the voters without getting into the mix. And I also think that the social media aspect of this race was pretty much left alone. Yes. So there wasn't any big, you know, pull and push and tugging in this race. An exemplary example of how a race should be ran when you stick to what your platform is, what your... Uh, hope is to, to how you're going to serve the community, the things that you believe in, your principles. And that that is why people vote for you. They either are going to agree with that platform or they're not. And you either earn their vote or you don't. Looking forward to that runoff. And let's move on to the last race, the county chairman, the GOP chair, Steve Biggers and David Fisher. Steve Biggers with 53.64%. And David Fisher with 46.36%. And I think this is an indication of pretty much what Steve said. You know, he's ready to push the Republican Party to the forefront and hold the elected officials, the Republican elected officials, accountable. 
You know, in retrospect, I look at Dave Fisher's tenure as the uh, the chairman of the Republican Party here in Hood County, and it's it, he really was just more of a placeholder than anything else. You know, he I got the impression he he did a lot more work on the backside than did the front side because on the front side, I can tell you, as an elected official here in Hood County, I, I didn't see where he was actually active doing a whole lot. Um, at any given time. And so I, I welcome this change. And obviously, Mr. Biggers, who established himself um, in the forefront of, uh, of conservatism during the lockdowns, you know, hosting the, the speeches on the courthouse lawn, um, I, which I was, I was real happy that Mike and myself were both been able to be involved in that. So it was nice to see kind of his election as the culmination of once again, bad governance brought, brought citizens out and to step up. And to say, you know what, I'm not going to watch this happen anymore. I'm going to take take part in this. I'm going to take an active measure. And you know what, if you don't listen to me as a citizen, watch out, because I'm going to step up and I'm going to take your job away. Right. It's their citizens are ready for someone who's going to do the job of county chair and actually take action. They're ready, like you said, for people to take a bold stance and stand, be convicted in the Republican Party values and the principles, the planks, and hold the elected officials accountable. We need accountability. We, we don't just forget about them after we cast that vote. We need to make sure that we're keeping our eyes and ears on our elected officials and keeping them accountable and holding them to the Republican Party planks. And that's exactly what happened. Steve Bigger stepped up. He was tired of it. And here we have all these new people coming in and coming into the party and, and watching online. And I think it's great. And that's the kind of change we've talked about. It's not the good old boy, the homegrown people as much anymore as it used to be. Mm -hmm. um, it takes everybody. It's the new people coming in. And, and I've heard some derogatory terms used as far as, you know, people that have been here for generations. I think it's great. But... Some people are starting to use the derogatory term of the move-ins. You know, they've only been here 20 years, the move-ins. And that's the kind of thing that are going to get people beat because the move-ins are the majority that are trying to fix the problems from decades past. And why are they moving here? Because we're a conservative town. They're moving away from the tyrannical government, those unconstitutional lockdowns, the unconstitutional mandates. They're moving away from government that did that to them, and they're coming here because we are a conservative town, and they want to be a part of that here. So move in or not, if our beliefs and principles align and we agree on the Republican Party planks and they're a fellow Republican, move in. You could be my friend. <laughs> we, can, we can fight the good fight together. So, Well, rhinos, we're polishing up the old elephant. Okay, that's all I have to say about it. it the days of the rhinos running the, the Republican Party in Hood County are over. You hear it right now. It's over. So step aside. The conservatives, who are the majority of the electorate out here, it's a clear. You look at the numbers, it's clear. 60-40. Very okay? clear. We are going to run the party as conservatives. This is a conservative community. We believe in God. We believe in guns. We believe in personal responsibility. If you don't agree with that, start your own party. It's called the Democrat Party. Please, please, I believe in a strong Democrat party. So I believe that those who don't believe in conservative Republicanism need to start their own party. They can stay in our party and continue to try to vote, but I hate to discourage them. Um, we're, we're ascended now. The conservatives have our voice. We're going to vote, and we're going to control this party. So I, I wish the, uh, the rhinos well, um, but I wish they would just go and 
back to being Democrats. Yeah, I have more respect for someone who's going to be truthful about who they really are instead of trying to take over another party when that's not who they are. There's, there's no shame in standing up for what you believe in. Own it. And if that means you're Democrat, you're Democrat. If you're Republican, you're Republican. And that's okay. We look at what's going on on a national level with Biden and, and everything that's going on at this point in time and, and the war and the oil, and there's going to be more and more that goes on. And we want elected officials on the local level, our county, city, school board officials, to be conservative. We want them to be that, that backstop against the federal government and state government, if necessary, but they need to be there standing in the gap constitutionally for the people of Hood County. And we're moving in that direction. So please, in these two races that have runoffs, the county judge and JP3, please get out and vote. Shark Show out.